0: Love, Hope,
1: Radio. Good evening. This is Apostle Alexander here of the Burning Bush Church, 42, North Thirteenth Street in Urban, North Carolina. We count it a privilege and an honor to come to you this afternoon in behalf of the Word of God. Thanking you for this holiday season. We pray that it's well with you. And if not, we pray that God will make you well. So he had the ability to do so. So we just thank God for this opportunity uh, to come and minister word to your listeners. This afternoon, we just want to thank God for uh, for the Apostle uh, Margie for allowing this opportunity to be, for God using her to allow us to have this opportunity to be able to minister to you. Because without God using her, we could not do it. The Bible said, I give you favor instead of God and man. You know, so many people, they want to talk all about what they what they are in God, how they believe in God, and God is this and God is that, but man can't tell them nothing. When it come down to man, they want to close their ears. But if God can't use man, then God can't use. You. you can't be blessed by God the way he wants you blessed. And even He you can't work out his will in your life without using man, well, he said, I give you a favor in the sight of God and man. So we thank God for people because we need people. And this holiday season, I'll, I encourage you, don't, don't be to yourself. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This thing is about love. It's about loving one another. It's about fellowship with one another. The about forget not to assemble ourselves together. And we get saved and we get selfish. We forget that we one time were lost and we 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 we, we date ourselves and we 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 overlook family members and different ones who don't know the Lord because they they annoy us or. or we feel embarrassed by them or we feel like that they're, they're we're out of place when we're around them but they need your love this holiday season they need you not only to tell them about jesus they need to show that jesus is on the inside of you and make their holiday season a blessing that love one you keep ignoring when you see them coming you turn and go the other way because you're afraid they're going to ask for some drug money or alcohol money or, or money to do something they ain't got no business doing because they don't know jesus But a little love goes a long way. Maybe if you change your attitude, maybe you be more positive toward them. God can reach them. God can talk to them. How is God going to talk through you to them when you're running from them every time you see them? So we need to change our attitude. So we thank God. This evening we want to talk about change. H C H A N G E change. We're going to talk about you, your change. And I, I, I want to talk about my subject would be, if the Jesus you have is not changing you, then you need to change your Jesus. Listen to what I said again. If the Jesus that you have, that you serve, and you say you've been born again, is not changing you, then you need to change your Jesus. It is impossible for any person, any one, boy, girl, man, or woman, if you're old enough and have the, the, uh, the knowledge to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you say you've been born again, and you've been born again for a number of days for a while, and you have not changed. Then you, Mr. tomorrow. you don't grab the wrong Jesus. You don't got hold the wrong spirit because it's impossible for Jesus to be in your life and you stay the same. Oh, it's it's a it, it, it's an edible for you not to change. God's gonna change you. you you're going to change because change is on the inside of you. It, it's like blowing air into a balloon. It's impossible for a balloon not to blow up if you blow air in it. That balloon got to change. That balloon got to get bigger and bigger because you're blowing more and more air in it. When God come in your life through his son Christ Jesus, you are gonna change. But we're living in a generation of people that talking about they've been saved. They've been born again, Holy Ghost filled and five baptized from the pulpit to the congregation and acting crazy. Acting like they done lost their mind. Acting like there ain't no Jesus on the inside of them. Ain't no more change and them than it changed it would when they first got saved. You cannot claim Jesus and not change. The Bible said if you name the name of Christ, ought you not walk like him, talk like him, act like him. You said you've been born again. You say that God have saved you. You've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. And you're still doing the same thing. You've still been mischievous. You still cursing. You still been scandalous. I ain't talking about every now and then. You doing it all the time. It's a lifestyle. You really have not changed. You, you, you know, you, you, you tell me that you put on, you had on black and you told me that you put on white and then you come out the house with black on. That ain't a change. If you had put on white, then you should have white had a white sweater on when you came out and not a black sweater. We got people saying they changed and still wearing the same thing. You cannot call the name of Christ and, and say that God's in your life if you have not changed. The Bible said, old oh, thing pass away. The whole all thing, because the same God that changed me, and I knew I was in a mess. When he saved me in prison in 1979, I did not know God and did not want to know no God. I know it, I didn't have no mindset to know no God. I didn't want to know, but the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost drew me. The Holy Ghost convicted me. The Holy Ghost called me to come and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And when he did... He's been changing me. ever since then, I've been changing from one grace into another, laying that one thing out another, changing one thing out another, stopping one thing out another. The doctor says we're out every waking their sense or either beset you. set you. The world, the world here is talking about a change, and we ain't changed. We're looking at them. We're still going to the club with them. we still out there smoking dope with them. we still out there drinking liquor with them. We're still out there running around having sexual affairs with them. We still we we're in a life of seriousness and adulterousness and fornication, and yet we claim the name of Christ. It's time that we change. It's time that we allow the Jesus that we say on the inside of us to change us. Now, look what the scripture said. The scripture said if that Jesus that you got is not keeping you holy have not changed you, is not calling you to hold up holy and clean hands, The Bible says you ain't got nothing else to look forward to because he ain't coming again. He's not going to die on the cross no more. He's not going to come down here with a man to put their hands on him no more. The sacrifice he made is enough. And if the sacrifice that Jesus made ain't enough to keep you holy, ain't enough to cause you to walk upright and have a clean hand, then there's nothing left but a terrible way of judgment. That means there ain't nothing else you can wait for but the judgment of God when it's all over with to judge you because you did not allow. The blood of Jesus to cleanse you, to sanctify you, to set you apart, and God would have you do. So we're going to go into the script. I just want to share. We're talking about change tonight. Remember I said if the Jesus you got had not changed you, it ain't starting to change you. You need to change your Jesus. You got the wrong one because this Jesus will change you. You can't help but change. You can't help but be different. You can't help but lay down every weight in the sense of either but said because his grace will do it. His grace is powerful, his grace is sufficient. His grace will break every habit, break every stronghold. Oh, I'm excited about it. So this holiday season God wants the church to come back to where it's supposed to be. Because the church is out there acting like the world. Yeah, the Bible says we can't tell the difference between the world and the church because the world acting so much like the church. The world want to bring the world want to bring the church into the church. The church want to bring the world into the church. And because they saying people don't want to come to church, so they're trying to bring the world into the church. So that maybe that would encourage people to come. But that is not the answer. That the club don't the club the world don't bring the church into the world. So why are we gonna bring the world into the church? If they don't want to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, they're going to be lost. My grandma had to do it. My grandpa, great-great-grandpa had to do it. Your great-grandma, your great-grandpa, your ancestors had to accept Jesus Christ. He's the same one. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob served. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He's the same God. He's after the and the He's the beginning and the end. And if we don't accept him for just what he is, we're going to be lost. Hebrews 13 and 8 said, Jesus is the same yesterday and today and forever. And that's the way we have to be. When he comes into our life, he comes to make us to be sane. Some people you don't know how to talk to. You don't know whether to call them in the morning or not. Because one morning they're one way and another one another. I've heard people tell me, I don't know whether to call her or not because she might curse me out. Of, I don't know what she's going to say. But when you've been born again, you don't act like that from morning to morning. Change it. The Bible says God knows the way of a righteous man. See, God knows when you're righteous, when you're saved, when you've been born again. God knows in the morning what you're going to do. He knows you're going to get up and give his name a praise. He knows you're going to get up and pray. He knows you're going to get up and acknowledge him before you start out your day. God knows that because you belong to him. But he don't know what a wicked man is going to do. A wicked man might get up cussing. He might get up fussing. He might get up fighting. Uh, you know he, you know what I'm saying? He, he, he might get up and uh, adultery or fall against. He don't know what he's going to do because he ain't led by God mind is not governed by God. So we don't know what he's going to do, but God knows what you're going to do, because you've been born again, and you belong to him. And if you've been born again, change is going to come. From day to day, from week to week, from month to month, you're going to become saint. the Bible said when you was in the world, you went from iniquity to iniquity. But now that you're in Christ Jesus, you're going to go from righteousness and the holiness. Oh, yeah, it's like being in the military. You start out as a a staff sergeant and then you go on up the rank. I don't know what all the ranks are, but you go on up the rank to be a, a, a you know, a sergeant or, 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 or a lieutenant, tenant, or a colonel, or a major. You go on up the rank and, then, and you rank from one to another. So it is in grace. The Bible says we grow in grace. Usable to grow in grace. As you grow in grace, the Bible said, God give it grace. Listen, the Bible said, God give it grace according to the measure of Christ. Do so you not know that when you get born saved, you don't get all Christ. You don't get the fullness of Christ. It comes by measurement. And the more Christ you get, the more grace you're going to get. And if nobody said about grace, grace is sufficient. So we need to get more Christ in our lives by fasting by praying and by reading the word, by seeking the face of God. That he might give us more of the of of the precious blood of Jesus. And as we get more of the precious blood of Jesus, we will walk like a Christian, talk like a Christian, act like a Christian. God does not change. We should not change. If we're holy today, we should be holy tomorrow. If we're righteous today, we should be righteous tomorrow. If we're sincere today, we should be be sincere tomorrow. For God needs these straight traits in order to win the world. Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven says, For I know the plan. I have for you. See, when God changes you, He when God change you and, and get your attention and change you and give you a, a new name and give you a new a new uh, a new spirit, He had plans for you. He didn't just say He didn't just say you so you could be saved. He said you were a plan. And Jeremiah said, "And for I know the plans I have for you," declared the Lord, Plan well plan for your welfare and not for evil." To give you a future and not a, a hope, you see what I'm saying? To give you a future and a hope. God plans it and He changed you, let you eat the good of the land, because you belong to Him now. You are, you are a child of God, so the benefits of God is yours because you are a child of God. He said, "We hold no good thing for them that walk up right before Him." You belong to God now, uh uh-huh. And the Bible says, "And it's His will." And the Bible says, "He's good pleasure." That you eat the good of the land, God wants you to do, do eat good. he wants your beer paid, he wants your body healed, he wants your mind regulated, he wants you to be full of peace, he wants you to be full of love, he wants you to be full of joy, why because you belong to him, He has a plan for you to take you to another level, He has a plan to take you to higher heights and deeper debt, uh-huh, he has a plan to take you into his abundance. A uh, plan, not an evil. It's not God's plan to carry you into evil, for you to have evil days and bad luck and trouble all the time. No. It's God's plan is to give you a future and a hope. God want to give you, a, but you've got to change. You can't get this until you change. You can't get this until you allow God to change you. And as God change you, God prepares you for that plan he got for you, to give you a future and to give you a hope. Romans twelve one and 2. I appeal to you, therefore, brother, by the mercy of God, talking about change now, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Other words, your reason of service. Other words, this is something you ought to do anyway. Do not be conformed to this world, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, that by by knowing this. By testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Be you transformed. Uh huh. It said, "Be therefore, by the mercy of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice." See in the Bible, days when the priests, uh, the people bought the priest the sacrifice to the to the people, to whether whatever the sacrifice might have been, the priest took the sacrifice. And he killed it and offered it on the altar to God and God received it. God said, Come to me, don't kill yourself. God don't kill yourself spiritually. God said, Come and kill yourself spiritually. Come a and living and sacrifice. So a sacrifice a sacrifice in the Bible they could not even be accepted except to die. Because they bought the sheep and the goat and the pigeon. It will not no good. They had to kill it in order for it to be acceptable sacrifice. But God can come and be a living sacrifice. Your coming, your dedication, you giving yourself to me is a sacrifice. For no dying from this world, denying this world, that's a sacrifice. For God I live, for God I die. That's a sacrifice. Uh, a God a man uh, to, to do the will of God for the rest of your life. That is a living sacrifice. So God can come as a living sacrifice, sacrifice yourself and give the world up. The Bible says he that find his life, lose, who will find his life in this world, loses in the world to come. And he that find his life in the world, uh, 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 in the world will lose it uh, in this world. When you find your life in this world, you're going to lose it in the world to come, which come. Which is eternal heaven. But if you give God your life and lose your life in this world, then you shall gain eternal life in heaven. Ain't that something? So you, you whether you gain eternal life or, or go into judgment and suffer eternal life, eternal damnation, because you refuse to to make Jesus Lord and Savior. You want to live in this world, you want the pleasures of this world. You 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 want to let go. You want to wear this world as a tight garment. The Bible says wear this world as a loose garment. Honey, when you, when Jesus comes when the Holy Ghost comes, if you all tied up in this world and this world all tangling around you and twisting out around you, how you gonna be him in the mid air? with the world wrapped all around. You've got to wear this world like a loose garment. So whenever the Holy Ghost comes, he can pull you out of that garment and call you up to glory. So present your body. Amen. Come to God. Give God you. Give God you. That's why the preachers say, give God your hand and your heart. Give God you. Say, here I am, God. Use me for your honor, for your glory. You made me for your will, God. Here I am. Use me for your glory. Get out of me what you put in me. You put your glory in earth and vessels, and I'm that vessel that you put it in. So get your glory out of me. So as you present your body to God as a living sacrifice, he will change you from one grace to the other. You might have been cussing when you came. You might have been lying when you came. You might have been committing adultery when you came. You might be doing all this kind of crazy stuff when you came to him. But as you stay with him, as you walk with him and you talk with him, a change is going to take place by the power. The of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. Jack, Corinthians 5 and 17, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. The old that passed away, behold, new have come. Oh, that speaks for his own self. We already mentioned that, but that speaks for itself. If any man be in Christ, you can't help but change. You can't help but change. You can't I mean it is out of your hand. If you come to God he's gonna change you. And it's God doing not are doing. God's gonna make old same pass away. And the whole old thing I mean, because you can't do it. If you could do it you would have needed God. But God's gonna change you. He's gonna take the old man out of you, the old ways out of you, that old nature out of you. He's not gonna just save you and let you keep that damn it nature. If God saved you and let you that identic nature, you're gonna go right back out in the world and start sinning it like you want it and even worse. But what God does, what he saved you, he takes out that identity nature and he put you in the nature of Christ. He takes out the nature of nature, that's the nature that Adam and Eve had. God's gonna take that nature out of you which you were born with and, and gonna put the nature he's gonna put the nature in you of Christ Jesus. You are a new creature. You got the spirit of God in you now. You got the nature of God in you now. So when you got the nature of God in you, uh, you 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 are you gonna change. He's on the inside. He going you gonna change. Mm-hmm. You wanna lay down the weights and see. so either been said you, you gonna change. And the world gonna see you change. Your neighbor, your family, your brothers, your sister gonna see you change. Why? Because Christ is on the inside of you, and He does not change. He the same. Amen. Do not, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, my prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Listen, in the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your heart and your mind in Christ. Be anxious. Be in a hurry. Just want it to happen. Wait on the Lord. Maybe it's a habit. Maybe it's a hang-up. Maybe you're caught up in something. It just looks like you ain't coming out fast enough. You be patient. You you, you, you put it in God's hands. You wait back right there, and she don't got come. He going to come, but he just needs you to be patient. He needs you not to be anxious. Because anxiety will make you make wrong decisions. As I make you go to the wrong place. As I to have you married to the wrong person. As I to have you become a member of the wrong church. As uh, I to have you caught up in the wrong situation because you want it fixed. now. You, you, you ain't one away. Oh, you just got to have it done now. It just got to be done your way. And it don't care what nobody else says. That's what you want. That's what the inside do to you. But the Bible should be an angel for nothing. And everything, see, this is everybody should get this right here. So we all guilty of it. Don't be, don't worry about it. I don't care if you're getting married. I don't care if you're trying to get a job. I don't care if you're trying to get a loan. I don't care if you're trying to move into a new location. I don't care if you're trying to move into a new house. I, I don't care if you're trying to have a baby and look like the baby won't come. Be not anxious. Be not anxious. Be not anxious. Be patient. That baby gonna come soon enough. That husband gonna straighten up soon enough. Them children gonna straighten up soon enough. You be patient, so that your anxiety won't cause you to do something that you regret. God is able to give you the victory. He's able to heal your body. He's able to regulate your mind. He's able to restore your joy. He's able to put the broken pieces back together again. So don't you be anxious. Don't you get in a hurry. Don't you try to take matters in your own hands and try to fix yourself because God's going to fix it. He's big enough to fix it. He's able to fix it. He has the ability to fix it because he's God. And he wants you to leave it in his hand. He wants you to not be anxious about it. Oh, my God. Anxiety will cause you to mess up. God is going to change you. If you feel like you're doing the right thing and look like you ain't changing, I encourage you to hang on in there. Keep on doing what you're doing. Change is going to come. God is not a lying God. Let every man be a liar and let God be the truth. He's going to do just what he says. I'm excited by the word. Listen, I mean, his word is the only thing we've got to stand on. The Bible said heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word is not going to pass away. You just can't walk away from the word trying to get your answer from somebody else. I don't care how smart they is. I don't care how educated they is. I don't care how knowledgeable they is. I don't care what college they went to, whether it was Yale University. I don't care a oh, uh, uh, Shaw uh it don't matter what college they went to the word of god is not will never fail the word of god will not mislead you it will not lie it, 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 it will not go out and come back void but it will accomplish what it's out it to do so stand on god's word find out what the words say about your situation and stand on it the bible says lose not your confidence you have in god he has a great recompense and reward what you mean apostle uh, sometimes Satan will try to steal your confidence. He'll try to make you doubt God. Uh, he'll try to make you not trust God. He'll try to make you not believe that God's gonna do it because He's taking too long to do it. Huh? The Bible says be not be not be deceived by God patience. But, you know sometimes people say because God ain't come, they, that he ain't coming. So they go out doing this and they go out doing that and they get out of the will of God because they because God tarry. Because God didn't come when He wanted it. The Bible said, "Though He tarry, He will come." You hear what I said? Though God tarry, He will come. And Bible said that when He comes, He will knock you down and run you. He coming? I want to encourage somebody. He coming, And he's coming with change in His hand. God wants you to change. is his will for you to change? How can you not change when it's God will for you to change? In the name of Jesus, isn't will? It isn't will for. If will is for you to change, change for the better. But except you change, the Bible says you will likewise perish. If you don't change, you're going to perish. If you don't change, you're going to be lost. If you don't change, you're going to end up in destruction. You're going to end up in judgment. You're going to end up in hell if you don't change. You feel what I'm saying? You can ignore this mess. You can put it to the side, put it on a corner, put it on a table, act like you did hurt. But I'm probably locking it and telling you this afternoon that if you don't change, the Word says it. The word said, I'm just backing up what the word said. If you don't change, oh, my God, if you don't change, uh, then you're going to be lost. If you don't repent, if you don't stop what you're doing, destruction is coming. And, then, and you're going to be left out in the dark. Change is up to you. Know. It's something to all of us ought to be doing. But we keep on procrastinating. We keep on putting it off, little by little, day by day, week by week, month by month. Now we're, now we're 10, now we're 20, now we're 30, now we're 40, now we're 50, now we're 60. I'm going right on up the ladder. I keep making excuses why we're not saved, why we don't want to make Jesus the Lord and Savior you our life. I want you to know that God wants you to change so he can bless you, heal you, deliver you, set you free, so he can show you. He is glory. Amen. First Corinthians 15 and 21 said, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. See, if you let God change you now, he's going to change you again later. Uh, the rapture going to take place. But only change people going in the rapture. Only people that have been changed, people that have been born again, people who let God change them, they're the only one going in the rapture. We shall all sleep. The Bible says we shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of the eye. The dead in Christ shall rise first and meet God in the mid-air. And we that are alive shall go with them Forever be with the Lord, but only because you got a change. That's the second change. The first change is accepting Jesus our Lord and Savior. Then the second change, when we're raptured from this world, oh God, into an eternal glory. Second Peter 3 and 9, the Lord is not slow to fulfill His promise, as some count slowly, but is patient toward you, not willing that any should perish, but that but all should reach repentance. So, Let me clarify that verse. There's nothing else really left to be done for Jesus to come. For all prophecy had been fulfilled. One of the greatest prophecy was in the last days, there will be a great fall away of the church. Children will be against the parents. And parents will be against the children. Look around you now and see that it's so. See that it's so. See that it's so. Letting us know that the truth is right in our eyes. Children fight against a person. A person got to get their uh, son's and daughters. The love of many, wax and cold. Men loving, uh, leaving the natural use of themselves. Men loving men. Women loving women. Uh, yes. All this is going on now. Losing their natural affection for, for the female, the female for the man. And going contrary to God's word. It's going on now. As it was in the days of Solomon and Gomorrah, he said, So shall it be in the last days. Oh, I throw so that in there. That answer what our forehead said. So we ought to understand, then what time it is. We need to be getting our act together. We need to be allowing this Jesus that on the inside of us to change us from one grade to another. He can't change you until let you let him. He can't take out of you what you won't turn loose. See, you can't change if you don't want to let go. If you try to hold on to everything that you were doing when you were lost, you're not going to change. You hear me? You can't hold on to everything you were doing when you were lost and change. It don't work like that. You've got to let go. You've got to let go. You've got to sanctify yourself and throw aside and let go. Lay down every weight. It is said so. Either lay it down. Lay down every weight. Lay down that sin. Lay down that iniquity. Lay down that transgression. Lay down that fornication. Lay down that adultery. Lay down them drugs. Lay down that alcohol. Lay down that lasciviousness. Lay down that sexual immorality, huh? Lay it down. You got to lay it down. Hey, God. You got to lay it down. Hey, God. Yeah, so God can change you. You got to lay it down as he changes. Second Peter 3 and 9. The Lord is not slow fulfilling his promise of some count slowness. But in patience toward you and not willing. And it is should perish but that all should reap repentance. Other words, God is patient now, and that's why he can't come. For everything else to is fulfilled. All prophecy to is fulfilled. But to keep you from going to hell, because so many if God would come right now, so many souls would go to hell. So many family members that you got would go to hell. So many family members I got would go to hell, because they not really ain't trying to get ready. So the Holy Ghost is being patient. The Holy Ghost, don't you know the rapture could take place right now? There ain't nothing to stop the rapture from taking place. It could take place right while I'm talking right now. But if it do, so many souls, God don't want nobody to go to hell. He said he wished that none perished. I all couldn't repent it. God wants you to get saved. Even though you don't did it wrong, even though you don't out a name, even though you don't talk to ugly about him, even though you neglected him, even though you don't put him on a back burner, even though you act like you don't want him in the way you don't believe it, he's so patient, he's so loving, so kind, so forgiving. He'll forgive you right now. He wants you to repent. He wants you to say you're sorry. And the Bible says he's slow to anger and he quit to love. He wants you to surrender. He, yes, yes, that's why he let you live. You weren't living because of something great you did. You weren't living because you got some special relationship with God. You were living because of his grace. You were living because of his mercy and because he don't want you to die and go, there you Ephesians 4, 22 and 24, to put off your old self, which, which, which belonged to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And to put on a new self. Created out of the likeness of God. And true righteousness and holiness. You got to put, put off the old man. We were talking about the old thing pass away. That's what the old man do. You got to put off them old ways. You got to put off that club mentality. Uh-huh. That hanging out with the guys and women mentality. Hanging out with the crowd mentality. You got to put off the old man. You've been born again in Christ Jesus now. I put on a new man, Christ Jesus. You know, I talk about the Adamic nature, or the I Adam. Mean, I talk about Jesus, the nature of Jesus. This is what the writer said saying now. He said you've got to put off your old self. You can't live the same way you live. You've been born again now. You're a child of God. You've been bought with a price. You're not your own. You belong to Jesus. So you've got to put off your old self. Uh-huh. You hear me? You've got to put off your old self which 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 belongs to your former manner. You don't act like you used to act no more. you got to act like the knew you now and be renewed by the spirit of your mind. Do you not know that it, that your mind is where Satan attacks? He doesn't attack your heart. He attacks your mind. Because if he attacks your mind, your mind going to attack your heart. He knows that. He knows if he can attack your mind, then he's going to get to your heart. Because everything comes to the mind before it goes to the heart. You don't go to the heart and then go back up to the mind. Please hear me this evening. Since you have been deceived, and that's why you can't change. You're trying to change stuff in your heart. If you change stuff in your heart, your mind still messed up, we've messed your heart up in the first place, your heart will be right back there again tomorrow. Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? you got to change your mind, and your mind will change your heart. And once your heart changes, your heart will keep your mind right. You hear me? You go, you keep things in your mind. That's what the Bible says What's never lovely? He didn't say in the heart. Listen, listen to what the writer said. He said what's never lovely? What's never pure? What's never holy? What's never just? What's never trustworthy? What's never a good report? What's never honest? He didn't say nothing about the heart. He said think on these things. That's a mind thing. Satan attacks the mind of the church. He attacks the mind of people. So he knows if he attacks their mind, he automatically can get to their heart. But so once the mind gets messed up, then the heart gets messed up. You feel what I'm saying? Now, if you take a hog out of the mud, and don't change that hog mind, and just take him out there, I don't care what kind of heart you take the hog out. If you don't change that heart mind, that hog mind, that hog going right back to that mud because you did not change his mind. All you do is clean him up and change him but you didn't change what was on the inside of his head, which was his mind. You got to let the Holy Ghost change your mind. When your mind changed, your action would change. When your mind changed, your behavior would change. When your mind changed, your character would change. When your mind changed, the way you act would change. When your mind changed, the way you treat people would change. That's why you're so mean. That's why you feel so honorary. That's why you be so bitter, cause you let your mind mess up your heart. Yes, the heart got it now. Once the heart get messed up, you messed up. For the Bible said put a bit of watch over your heart, and the way you put a watch over your heart, if I put a watch over your mind, if you cover your mind, it can't get in your heart, cause of your heart, Typo, your mind, is the open door to your heart. Do you not know that? If you cover your mind, your heart'll be covered. Because it's out of your mind that the devil brings evil thoughts in order to fill your heart with, 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 with a lust and a dustiness and fornication. It comes through your head. See, how it comes through your head, Apostle, because it first comes through your eyes. Uh-huh, the eye gate, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life. It first comes through your eyes. And where are your eyes? Your eyes is in your head. And then it comes from your eyes and it go to your mind. And then you got the ears. It comes through your ears. It comes through your eyes and your ears, not from your mouth. It It's not going to come out your mouth until it gets to the heart. See, it, it misses the mouth. It don't care nothing about the mouth. It, it goes to the eyes, it goes to the ears, and then it goes to the heart. And once the heart gets it, it comes back out of the mouth. But the Bible said, well, come out of the mouth. What did he say? He didn't say it came from the mind, that it wasn't right to say it. The Bible said when it comes out, out, of, out of the mouth, it came from the heart. Now your heart messed up and you're cussing and you're lying you're deceitful. He said a adultery and fornication and sickness from morality and a little seriousness, it's coming out of your mouth because it got in there you through your head, through your mind. Oh, my God. So you need to take more consideration of how you think, who you hanging around. Evil communication, ah, uh, taboche. Evil communication, corrupt good manners. Some of you hanging around the wrong people. You can't hang around somebody cussing all the time and not cuss. You can't hang around somebody cheating all the time on their husband, cheating on their wife, and you not get affected by it. And that old lust and spirit get on you. and You want to know why you want to cheat, why you want to be on paper to your husband, to your wife, because you're hanging around somebody who's that way. They're corrupted. And evil communication, evil communications, evil actions, evil doing, evil people that do evil things will corrupt you and have you want to do the same thing that they're doing. Okay, I'm going to go a little further. I got excited about that right there. First uh, Corinthians 6 and 11. As such were as, as some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of, the, of, of God. Oh, the word, don't forget. Don't forget you too was like that one time. Don't forget that you too was out in the club one time. Don't forget, don't get the big head, get all proud. God can't use you. Don't forget to be lost. Don't forget, don't forget that you were, you were, but now you've been washed. You was unclean and full of the world, but now you've been sanctified. You were acting just like they were, but now you've been justified in the name of the Lord. And God has changed you. You a new creature now. So act like that. Perhaps so to yourself, like you ain't never done nothing. you a, a big old thing of cookies and all that right there. You, too, was lost. You, too, was living in the world. Now let God use your testimony to bring somebody else out. Amen? Philippians 3 and 21, who will transform our, our lowly body to be like his gracious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to to himself. That's what the writer said, Philippians said. Paul is saying that as you walk day by day, as you accept that this is new life that you live living, if you accept this new generation, and if you accept this new change, you're going to begin little by little being made like God, made made like Christ Jesus. This is what God's trying to do. He's trying to make you like Christ Jesus, sanctified and holy Ghost sealed. By baptized. He's trying to make you like his son, that the nature of his son might be manifested in you from one grace, but the Bible tells us to go from one grace to another. He's trying to give you more grace. You don't, like I said earlier, you don't get all the grace of God when you're born again. You just got a little bit. You got enough to say you, but day by day. The Bible said just and live by faith. Day by day, we walk in his faith. We walk in his grace. Day by day, we get a little bit more grace. And as we get a little bit more grace, the Bible said, God, give it Christ. Give it grace according to the measure of Christ. So day by day, we get a little bit more Christ. And we read and fast and pray and go to church and go to revival. We get more Christ. Now, you may not see yourself getting more Christ than you, but little by little, your soul has been filled up. And as you getting filled, you're getting more grace with God. Wow, ain't that exciting? So grace come by grace come by getting Jesus Christ getting more Jesus on the inside. You want more grace? Then get more Christ. Ask God to fill you up with more Christ. Fill you up with more Christ by the power of the Holy Ghost. Fill you up with more Christ. Hebrews seven and twelve. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Titus three and five. He saved us not because of work done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of generation and renewing of the Holy Ghost. He did not say you because you were so righteous. He didn't say you because you were so good, so good at two He didn't say you because you were so perfect. it didn't make no mistake. That ain't how he saved you. For the Bible said, by grace are we saved. Listen to the verse. For by grace are we saved. That's not of ourselves. It's the gift of God. It's not a word that any man should borrow. We're not saved by our word. We're not saved by our righteousness. He said, by grace are you saved. Let every one of us, all of us are saved by the same grace. By grace are we saved. It's not of ourselves. So quit bragging. Uh Come on down, humble yourself. Quit acting like you saved yourself. It was grace that saved you. It was not of yourself. It was not your ability. You had nothing to do with it. Now, if you had anything to do with you being saved, you ain't saved. Let me say it again. If you had anything to do with you being saved, you ain't saved. Because the only way you can be saved is through the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of God through Christ Jesus. And he did that, not you. Yes, I know you accepted him. I know you got down and prayed that prayer and received him in your life. But he the one did it. Oh, you did receive what he already done, so he gets to glory, not you. For for grace, are you saved, it's not of yourself. It's not of your righteousness. It's by the power of God. Acts 17 and 30, the time of ignorance, God over, overlooked. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Listen, God done been good to you. And he overlooked, being merciful. Could've destroyed you in his heart, displeasure. He could have destroyed you in your sin, But he been so gracious. Uh he overlooked what you done. He gave you a chance out of chance. But time is up now. You're old enough to know better. It's time you come to your senses. It's time you realize that you're wrong. The time of God ignorance is over now. he allowed you he allowed you to be put out of ignorance so that he wouldn't destroy you. He counted what you did ignorantly so he wouldn't destroy you. But no time to overnacker, you know better. You know better. You know better. It's time you be saved. You don't preach. I a preacher. The Bible says through the foolishness of preaching. Isn't that something? God said preaching is foolishness. That what God said, he said through the foolishness of preaching. God called preaching foolishness. Foolish to preaching somebody to get saved. Satan don't preach nobody. Satan ain't got no sermon. Satan don't preach no Sunday morning message. Satan ain't got no Bible study. Satan ain't got no Sunday school. Satan don't run no revival. Satan don't have no word, no, no workshop. He don't have no conference. He don't have no convention that we have every year. And out of all that, people still go home lost. Satan, Satan, Satan don't have none of these things, but he recruited more people than God has. God, Satan don't even preach, it. he got people. Satan ain't even got to preach in the morning. He ain't got to run no Sunday morning service, and he's going to have a whole hand full of Sunday, and he ain't even preaching not one message. He ain't preached not narrow sermon at all. He ain't quoted not narrow script out of the Bible, and he got all these people on Sunday morning. And here God he is preaching. His God is doing everything he can, sending his apostle like me tonight, sending his priest, telling you to get saved, and you turn a the damn earth and go run into the devil who ain't never preached no sermon. The devil ain't devil did nothing for you. The devil don't enlighten you. The devil hate you. Why are you serving the devil that hate you? Yes, you are serving the devil if you're not saved. But the Bible said if you're not saved and you listen to the devil, the Bible said the devil is your daddy. Did you not know that? Look, uh, go to First John, first, second, and third uh, Read Read and uh, see, am I telling you the truth. The Bible says, if you listen to the devil, if you're obeying the devil, he is your daddy. For who you obey, that's who your daddy is. If you're obeying God, God's your daddy. If you're obeying the devil, the devil's your daddy. You might say, "Well, Pastor, pa, you shouldn't say that. Well, I'm telling you what the word said. I didn't think it. I'm going to repeat what the word says. The word said that the devil is your daddy, and you think about that. If the devil is your daddy, you're not going to heaven. How are you going to go to heaven if the devil is your daddy? You can't go. The devil ain't going to go to heaven so he lost out, and you're not going to listen to him. So you need to check yourself. You need to come to yourself, for the time of ignorance is over now. God's not overlooking what you do now because you know better. At the time that you quit, pushing these sermons to the side. But the Bible says, in the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart, and that day in the day of provocation. 70,000 died at one time. Did you not know that? 70,000 men. Now you just think about how many congregations that would take for us to get 70,000 people in there. 70,000 how many churches, these little teeny churches wouldn't even hold them. I ain't no telling how many little churches we would fill up on the side of the road, these little storefront churches. I ain't kicking the storefront church, but that's what I'm hearing myself. But what I'm saying is, look how many we would fill with seventy thousand members, seventy thousand people, y'all, seventy thousand people. Moses had millions and millions of people with him that day. Moses had over millions, some people were out there in the wilderness with him. But seventy thousand of them turned on God. Seventy thousand of them provoked God, and God killed them because of fornication. Yeah, He killed them because of fornication because they committed fornication in His sight. 70,000 died on one day and one day. One day, not two days, not one year. At one time, 70,000 died because they provoked the Lord and turned to their own wickedness and thought God was joking, thought God was playing. I come by to cure you. I come by to encourage you. I come by to enlighten you. I come by to warn you. I come by to inspire you. Repent. Repent, for the time of repentance is at hand. Repent, get saved, quit putting it off. Don't you go try to go and drink no liquor to cover up this message. Don't you go with this message over and go, I try to get you no dope and marijuana to try to drown out this message. This message is from God through the apostle. I ain't preaching, but this is not my message. This ain't something I'm preaching. I'm letting the Holy Ghost talk to me. The Holy Ghost is warning you. You don't been warned. You don't walk in his ignorant long enough. You don't walk in ignorant long enough. Acting like you don't know what you know you know. You know what it is to be saved. You know all you got to do except Jesus as your Savior. You know all you got to do except your atonement that through Mary, how that Jesus was born by the virgin Mary. And the Bible says if you believe that and confess it with your mouth, you shall be saved. You know that it's simple. John three and sixteen. It's been in the Bible. It's on people's shirt. It's on 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 on, on bulletin board. It's on platform. It's everywhere. It's it's wrote into the cement. It's engraved on stone. Wherever where you look, you you got that scripture. John 3 and 16. So there ain't no excuse for you not to be saved because John 3 and 16 is everywhere. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, and whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. All you got to do is to go from darkness to light, from from eternal damnation to eternal life is repent and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just that simple. The Bible says whoever believes in him, believes in Jesus, shall not perish. You're not going to hell. Perish means you're not going to hell. You're not going to spend the rest of your life in hell. That's what perish means. He said, if any man accept Jesus as his Lord and Savior, for God so loved the world. God loved you so much that he don't want you to go to hell. He don't want you to be lost. He don't want you to lose out with him. He don't want you to end up in hell. So he sacrificed and gave his son, and his son gave his life. That you that you might have a right to the tree of life, that you might have an opportunity. Now listen, just because you got a right ain't enough. It ain't enough to have a right to something. you got to be connected to it. Just because you've been given a right to be saved, that ain't enough to save you. You've to accept him. He said, if man accept him, you got to get on your knees and pray and accept him as your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Ask him to forgive you for all your sins. Ask him to forgive you for your iniquity, your transgressions, your wrongdoing, And telling you accept him as your knees, as his atonement through, the, through marriage. His atonement through marriage. How... how The virgin had a child that was by the power of the Holy Ghost, and you got to tell you believe and accept an atonement that you might be saved. Acts seventeen and thirty. That time, uh, Philippians four thirteen. I'm sorry. I can do all things through Him who strengthened me. Now, there's no excuse. Quit trying to do it yourself. Change yourself. You can't do better yourself. You can't lay down these weights and sin that you're going through yourself. But through Christ Jesus, you can do all things. God will give you the grace. to do everything you need to do. But you've got to do it through Christ Jesus. You can't do it in yourself. You will mess up trying to do it yourself. Isaiah 43, and we'll try to let this be the last verse. Isaiah forty three, eighteen and 19. Remember not the former thing, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it sprang forth, do you not proceed it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is doing a new thing. God will want to do a new thing in you. Won't you let him do it? Quit talking about change and let him change you. Quit talking about you want to change and won't, won't go do nothing to change. Your New Year revolution in January, but here it is, December. And you ain't did a thing that you said you were going to do in January to December. You've been lying to yourself. You've been procrastinating. You've been putting it off for a whole 12 months. Now it's time to let God change you. I encourage you, you cannot change without the help of God. You ought to need to humble yourself. Go to your prayer closet. Go to your room. Go out in the field. Go in your backyard. Wherever you need to go, you need to go and say, God, change me. And God will change you. Who shall never call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God had no respect to the person, whether it be Jew or Greek, whether it be Catholic or Roman, whether it be Puerto Rican or Japanese, whether it be a black or white. It don't matter the nationality. It It does not matter the nation. It does not matter the color. If you call on the name of the Lord, you shall be saved. For he had no respect of color, he had no respect of gender. You hear what I'm saying? And if you are caught up in homosexuality, you can still call on the name of the Lord. He will save you. Then he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you are caught up in lesbianism, he will save you, and he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But you got to call on his name. You got to confess your fault. If you confess your fault. He just in faithful to forgive you for all your sins and cleanse you from all the righteousness. That's what he said. He want to change you now, put the old thing behind you. It's time to put the old thing behind you and not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Testing that you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Romans 12 and 2. It's time that you let God change you and make you the creature that he wants you to be, a new creature. Luke 13 and 3 said, no, I tell you, but unless you repent again, you will all likewise perish. God is saying again, except you repent. If you don't repent, you're going to perish. So you hear what I'm saying? The rapture could take place anytime. Anytime. God could call the church home. And then you will be left behind. And the second resurrection, they have no life. If you miss the first bus, uh-huh, they used to sing that song, the morning train. If you missed that first train, if you missed that first bus, then that second bus, is there is no life. But the Bible says there is no life in the second resurrection. When it's second resurrection, in other words, what I mean by that is the dead in Christ is going to rise first. If you've been born again and the rapture take place, those that are alive on the earth are going to go first, meet God in the earth. It's going to happen so fast. It's going to happen in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. And the people that have been born again, that is alive, going to go up first. It's going to happen so fast. It's going to happen before you say, ah, before you can even quote, uh, uh, put a word out. Before you can utter a word, it's going to be over with. For the Bible said in a twinkling and a moment in the twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ is going to rise first. They're going to go first. And then the folk that are alive on the earth, they're going to go right behind them in just a moment. It's going to happen faster than you can repent. You ain't going to have time to say you're sorry. You ain't going to have time to go to your neighbor and get it right. You ain't going to have time to leave your gifts. at all. It's going to be over with. And you're going to be left behind. That's the first resurrection. But seven years after death, it's going to be the second resurrection. And in that resurrection, those people that are going to be resurrected, those people that are going to be it's going to stand before God, eternal, eternal death, but there'll be no life in the second resurrection. Yes, you're going to get up, but you're going to get up to be sentenced to everlasting life and to judgment and to hell. Uh never to see God's face no more because you didn't make the first resurrection for for everyone who don't get a, come up out of the grave hadn't been born again, if you, admit, if you die you died and you weren't born again, you're not coming up out of the grave on the first resurrection you're going to lay right back to the next resurrection so I encourage you to, I, I encourage you to die in Jesus. I encourage you to die into you. Hear me? We're all going to die one day, so let's die in Jesus. Let, let, let's make Jesus Lord and Savior of our lives. Let's change. Let's change. Let's change. God wants a change. He came for Jesus came to give change. He didn't just, just come to give you a new name. He didn't come to give you a new identity. He didn't come to give you a new look. He came to change you from your damned nature, your Christ-like nature from your sinful ways to your godly ways. He came to change you, but he can't change you except you be born again. You can't change and not be born again. You've got to have the new nature. You, you've got so you got a lot of people changing, coming into church now, and they think they're saved because they quit drinking liquor. They think they're saved because they, they quit running around. They, they think they change changed because they quit smoking cigarettes or they don't do drugs no more. Now they go to church every Sunday, and they think that'll change. All you change was your behavior. All <laughs> oh, you change was your habit. You ain't change your soul. Your soul is still lost. you just sitting up there in church, lost, on your way to hell because you don't mean to see, thinking, that because you change your behavior, you change your character, you change your uh, the deeds that we're doing, you change your behavior, uh, you change your lifestyle, you thought that that was good enough. No, it's not good enough. You've got to be born again. And Jesus said that, dead uh, of the flesh. Yeah, that that born of the flesh is of the flesh, and that that is born of the spirit of the spirit. He told Nicodemus, you must be born again. It's okay. Please don't get me wrong. I'm glad you changed. I'm glad you stopped your life. Fast. I'm glad you, you left the club alone and stopped drinking and running around. I'm glad you did it, but that's not enough. You've got to make Jesus Lord and Savior your life, because if you don't, you'll never see God in peace. You'll never be an eternal life in heaven. Thank you for listening to this afternoon. Our chain is intimate by the grace of God. Present Father, thank you for the message that you've given us this evening about change. It ain't enough just to say we've been born again and we don't change, because change must come. We got to be sanctified, the Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized so that you can put your spirit in us and use us. You said you. That the Holy Ghost come, we we I, we shall have power, power to witness to the lost, power to heal the sick, power to raise the dead, power to call the blind to see. So we just thank you, O God, for your Son Christ Jesus, that you sent to bring change. Let change take place. Let us not. Claim something in God and, and, and that is not working for us. If it is not working, let us go get the real thing, God, in the name of Jesus. Because we want to change. We want to be different. We, we want the world to be looked on us and say for well, surely that we have changed. Old things pass away. The whole all thing become new. This holiday season, Lord, many people are looking for gifts. People are looking for something out of the Christmas tree. But we want you to bring us closer to you. We want you to change us, oh God, from one grade to another. Take us to a higher height. Take us a deeper breath. Use it for your honor. Use it for your glory. Use it for your praise. Do this, Lord God, that we're not going to follow death here on the radio world. If we'll ever give you praise, honor, and glory, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: They won't take it down by the straight here. Yeah, that's one I don't want it. Yeah, I'm gonna the-